welcome to what I believe is episode number 22 of Sports Bar Talk. We got a great show for you today, boys and girls, and pets as well, and Calico Cats. I'm talking to you, Ellie. Uh, We have a lot to get to regarding the world of sports is concerned. Uh, Only two sports really on the agenda today. Um, The NFL picks and... Before I get to this first sport we're going to talk about, I did get a nice review from my homie Hit Him Straight, and uh, he said, less basketball, and he said, thank God baseball's over, less basketball and baseball, more football and golf. Well, guess what, Hit Him Straight? <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh. You get your wish today, because at least for this week and next week, we're loading up on the golf and football talk. Yes, the Masters is going on, and by the way, we got the best seat in the house, if I didn't mention earlier. Oh, man, I can't wait. It's a tradition. Now, I want you all, You now, this will drop later today in the Masters, we're recording on a Thursday today, and the Masters is already well in full swing, Did no pun intended. Uh, and I want you to imagine, for those of you that don't watch golf, the dulcet tones of a one Jim Nance and the beautiful piano playing over. Hello, friends. Jim Nance here, where we are at beautiful Augusta, Georgia, where the Masters is back in an uncertain time. Yes, but can Tiger Woods defend his green jacket after last year's beautiful, beautiful performance? Or can the young phenom Colin Morikawa capture his second major this year? Or is this the year Rory McIlroy finally gets his green jacket and complete his career grand slam? Or will this be the John Rom show to give Spain its second major champion in three years. Masters champion, excuse me. The the setting may be the different, the trees might be the leaves might be turning colors. But one thing's for certain, it is still the Masters and it is still Augusta. The fans may be gone as well, but it is still Augusta. Hello, friends. I'm Jim Nance, and this is a tradition unlike any other. The Masters on CBS. All right, enough of that. It's, thank you for letting me indulge you in my Jim Nance impersonation. I wish I could play the song over it, but I don't want to deal with copyright issues. So, uh, But otherwise, that would have made it perfect. So, yes, the Masters is back, and as you know, we talk about Tiger Woods is trying to defend his title. Um... He did have the uh, Champions Dinner. Now, for those of you unfamiliar with Masters Week and whatnot, the Champions Dinner is typically the Tuesday before the tournament. All the past, I think all the members of Augusta get invited and the past champions. But the defending champion gets to pick the meal. So they can pick anything. Now, but not quite everything. Bubba Watson, the year he won it, the year he defended it, he wanted Waffle House waffles and they didn't let him. 
So they had to make it themselves. He wanted Waffle House to cater it, which I don't blame him. I love Waffle House. If I loved Waffle so much, I'd want Waffle House to cater my champion's dinner. Uh, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So Tiger got to pick the menu, the appetizer, the main course, the dessert, and everything. So I have what he chose. And so it, it kind of it touches all cultures here almost kind of, you know. We'll start with the appetizer. We go and we go and we take a nice little friendly tour to Asia or Japan to get some sushi. And this is what Tiger is dubbing as the Augusta roll. Shrimp tempura, spicy tuna, avocado, eel sauce, tempura flanks, flakes, pickled ginger, wasabi, and soy sauce. Now the wasabi I bet will make that spicy. I wonder how some of those old champions from the 70s and the 80s took the heat. I don't know. That would have been fun to watch to try and see him chugging maybe a gallon of milk or something. I don't know. But what this rule is missing is cream cheese. I love cream cheese on my sushi. Very delicious. And maybe you could even tempura fry it too. It looks very good. The main course. So here we, we get a little American now. with the uh, Looks like we have prime steak. I would assume that's a prime rib. So we have prime steak. And then also with it, we kind of dip down south of the border and we get some chicken fajitas. Yummy! They serve this with grilled vegetables, which I'll be honest, I'm not a fan of. I am a fan of refried beans. And I do like Mexican rice. Also comes with some pico de gallo. Not a big fan of. Sour cream. I am a big fan of. Guacamole. Not really a big fan of. Uh, my mom and dad, they love it though. And flour tortillas, which I also am a big fan of. So, And then for dessert, it was a dessert trio. So, classic flan. I don't know what that is. Churros with chocolate sauce. I do know what churros are. And sopapillas. Or sopapillas, whatever it is. I don't know. And then, I can't drink this, but there was wine to serve with the dinner. Uh, so for the wine people out here, it's probably very expensive wine, though, as it looks like it comes from Napa Valley, which is around where Tiger lives. Yeah, I know he went to school in Stanford. So it's a 2015 Schaefer Red Shoulder Ranch Chardonnay Carneros, whatever that means. I Again, I'm not a wine expert because I'm not 21 yet. Uh, and then the other one is another 2015 Schaefer. Hillside Select, Cabernet, Sauvignon, Stag's Leap District. Whatever that is. Sounds like a, a building that they're going to be doing construction on and the street name and whatnot. But I don't know much about wine. Uh, that sounds like a very fancy wine. That's probably $200 a bottle. I don't know. But that was not the food of the week right there. We have another food of the week planned in addition to our NFL picks. However, I do want to talk about the tournament a little bit. So right now, as we're recording this, it's a Thursday. The Englishman, Paul Casey, is in the lead. But the second wave of golfers for the first round just teed off. They did have a little rain delay, so we might get some spilling over. The first round might have to be completed tomorrow morning. And then they'll get right into the second round. You might even have part of the second round played on Saturday as well. Uh, remember, daytime day in November, it's much different in Augusta because the daylight is going to get darker earlier there, and I think you can see it. So the ESPN's coverage goes to about 5:30. By the way, if you want to watch Masters coverage, 
Thursday and Friday are on ESPN. That's channel 206 on DirecTV, 140 on Dish Network. I don't know what it is on all the other cable providers. Saturday and Sunday's coverage go to, to your local CBS station. Now, it's important to mention. So, Saturday's coverage is 1 to 5.30. On Sunday, because CBS has NFL as well, coverage will start from 10 and go to about 3 o'clock. Uh, and basically until we get a winner, hopefully by 4 o'clock, because the other thing is, and I'll get to, I'll touch base on this again later, because CBS has the NFL package, CBS will not air a air one o'clock games and the games in the NFL games in the one o'clock window. They'll be airing golf. They're airing free NFL games. They're, those are all in the four o'clock window. So no one all so during the one o'clock hour of football games, they'll all be on Fox. But more about that later because this is the Masters. I'm gonna take now. He's free under par right now. I picked John Rahm to win this tournament. I just think this is big for him. He's in a great spot. He he started, you know, I was watching this round. He started off the day kind of poorly. Picked it up on the back nine. Had some nice bird. Well, played on the back nine first. Then he got on the front nine. Picked it up. Got in a, a couple streaks of birdies there. He was like two over par, I think, at one point in his round. Overall, he played great. But an under-the-radar guy. He's actually two back of the lead right now. He started his round three straight birdies. And Fuego... Xander Shoffley, I think he's a really good player, you know. He had a chance to win it last year uh, when everyone was kind of bunched up there at the top and then Tiger Woods eventually pulled away. So my optimal pick to win the tournament, John Rahm. My under-the-radar guard going in was Xander Shoffley, and he's looking like he's doing a very good job. All right, all right, all right, all right. As Matthew McConaughey would say, all right, all right, all right. Let's move into the pick segment, the NFL pick segment. So, we've got four games to choose from. We're recording this on a Thursday, so I won't know what happened in the Thursday Night Football game at the time of this recording. Uh, we have the Colts and the Titans. This will be a fun game. You've got uh, Phillip Rivers, the elderly Phillip Rivers, taking on the rebirthing of Ryan, one Ryan Tannehill. This game will be in Tennessee at Nashville at Nissan Stadium. And I love watching Tennessee play every week. They've got a bunch of people. They're a fantasy football team's dream, in my opinion, other than the quarterback position. Ryan Tannehill can't really run the ball that well. But he can air it out with the best of them. He, he's got some great receivers to throw to. And uh, A.J. Brown, Adam Humphreys, Corey Davis, the tight end, John Lou Smith, and... Uh, what else can I say about Derrick Henry, man? This man will stiff. This man could probably stiff arm Jesus if he could, or the Hulk. I don't know. Um, but he's very good at what he does. He's a great running back. There's a reason he won the Heisman Trophy at Alabama in 2015. Just a very good running back. And they just added on defense Desmond King, who had a blocked punt for it or a fumble recovery for a touchdown. So he's already making a big impact on this Tennessee football team. On the other side of the football for Indianapolis, they've got Phillip Rivers, as I mentioned. Running back, they're relying on both Naheem Hines and the rookie Jonathan Taylor. T.Y. Hilton, I don't think he's playing this week. I can check that. He's had a down year, you know. He was At one point, he was maybe a top five wide receiver in football. It is unbelievable. I think my internet says no, it's not. 
just how down a year he's at. Normally, he plays well at home and bad on the road. This year, it's a mixed bag. I don't even think he has a touchdown this season. Amazing. So, T.Y. Hilton will be back tonight. Uh, be interesting to see what he does. I mean, I'm, I have low expectations. We will see what happens. I believe Tennessee will win the football game. Uh, let's give them 21. Let's give Indianapolis. We'll give them 17. It'll be a competitive game. I do believe so. All right, let's get to... We're, let's go to the Monday night game. We'll, we'll bypass the Sunday night game for a minute. Go to the Monday night game. The Minnesota Vikings taking on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Now... This will be an interesting game. The Vikings, you know, if you want a team that has a chance to win every game because they need one player in the lineup, look at the Minnesota Vikings. They were really good when Dalvin Cook played in the first couple games. Then he gets hurt, and he's out for three or four games. And then the Vikings offense just looked stale without Dalvin Cook. They looked like maybe the New York Jets. I mean, they couldn't really do anything. Kirk Cousins didn't look like an elite quarterback. Now, all of a sudden, Dalvin Cook comes in the offense, and this team looks like Penn, the Penn State teams of the 80s and the 70s. Unstoppable almost. Cousins can throw the ball really well. He's, unnamed guys will make amazing plays like the tight end Irv Smith. Two catches, two touchdowns. That's amazing for him. But Dalvin Cook is a story, man. He will run the ball with the best of them. He's like Derrick Henry almost. He will run it. He will get yards. He, he will put up multi-touchdown games left and right. Uh, he had 40 fantasy points for me the other day. Boom, shaka laka. Um, but then on Chicago, you know, what to do at quarterback? You know, Mitchell Trubinsky got benched for Nick Foles. Foles has played all right. They've gotten more results. But their running back situation is not good. David Montgomery is overrated at best. Tariq Cohen is a pass catcher mainly and the returner. Wide receiver, you got, who can Foles throw to? Penn State grad Allen Robinson. He's probably the only elite guy. Daryl Mooney. And then tight end, you can throw it to either Cole Komet or Trey Burton. What, what's their lack? Now, the defense is just crazy. With Khalil Mack, two years ago they were crazy. They still got Mack. Not the household name he was two years ago. He hasn't really made much of a difference. So we'll see. I think it'll be I think it'll be almost kind of like this indie Tennessee game. I'm going to give the Vikings a little. Actually, no. I'm going to give the win to the Chicago Bears, 17-13. to 13. That's what we'll give it. Uh, Dalvin Cook will have the lone touchdown for Minnesota. How about that? All right. Uh, let's go to the our 1 and 4 o'clock window block. So, I did mention during the 1 o'clock window of the games, uh... The game will only be available on Fox. The game, all the one o'clock games, which there are one, two, three, four, five of them, it will be regionalized and only on Fox. Uh, the reason being, of course, the Masters will be going on. Our game, though, will be one of those CBS games at four o'clock immediately following Masters coverage. This game isn't going to most of the country, although you can make the case it should. The Los Angeles Chargers. Taking on the Miami Dolphins. I can't wait. I wish the Steelers weren't playing, weren't playing at this time. You've got the Chargers with Justin Herbert, who has played amazing football. 
I know I picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues, and he's been the difference for me. I think he's doing better to statistically wise in fantasy than Lamar Jackson, and that's saying something. He is... It's unfortunate. The Chargers right now could easily be 6-1 and one or 7-1 and one right now, but they're 2-6 and six because all six of the five out of the six losses they've had have come basically right at the final snap of the game. It's been very heartbreaking. Two weeks ago, they played the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos had the game-winning touchdown right at the goal line, right as time expired. Buzzer beater touchdown. Drew Locke found, uh, I forget who he found as the receiver in the back of the end, in the corner of the end zone for a nice touchdown. Then last week, the Chargers basically had the same situation. It was like first and goal at the five-yard line. There was like two seconds left. Justin Herbert threw a nice ball to Donald Parnum, who appeared to come down with it, but he didn't have control of the ball. They reviewed it, and it came back. So there, there you go. The Chargers have all six, five out of their six losses, I believe, have been heartbreaking. And you can make the case they could easily be 7-1 and one right now and maybe one of the best teams in the AFC. It's just sad to see a team have that many heartbreaking losses the Chargers do because they're in the games. They're not bad losses. This team doesn't suck. They just get unlucky at the worst possible times. Uh, and I think last Sunday was a good microcosm at, at, as, at, of it. They had a chance. They fought. They won the game. They were all celebrating. And then uh, replay review, turn overturn the call. And all scoring plays are reviewed to look at something like that. So the refs did their job, and the Raiders got a win. And the Raiders are playing good football. But on Miami's side of the ball, look at Tua Tagovailoa, the former Alabama Crimson Tide quarterback. He's been playing very well in taking over for Ryan Fitzpatrick for reasons unclear. We still don't know why Fitz was benched. Fitz doesn't know why he was benched, but Brian Flores, the head coach, thought it was time to make the change during the bye week, and Tua, undefeated as a starter, defeats the Rams in his first game, defeats Arizona in his second game. Very good quarterback. Um, The Dolphins are legit contenders this year, and a lot of people think that they might have a chance to come and win the AFC East just by watching how the Bills have played and the Pats have played. Now, the Bills... Did get a big win beating the Seahawks last week. I got that pick all wrong. I thought Seattle would win easily. Buffalo had other plans, and it was pretty convincing, too. I think the Dolphins will win this game. It's at home, but I think it's going to be a shootout. Give me 38-35 Miami. Whoa. All right, game of the week. Baltimore and New England at Foxborough with no fans in the stands. I can't wait to watch this game. I can't wait to watch, you know, Cam Newton. I know it was the Jets, but that was a big game for the Patriots offense to get conf- for Cam, the offense to get confidence in themselves again. The defense came out clutch. I'll admit, the Patriots-Jets game was more of a shootout than I thought it was going to be. And I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the game was more exciting than the Buccaneers and Saints game last week. Holy moly, none of us knew the, knew what was coming with that Bucks saints game. But I'll tell you this. I love watching Lamar Jackson play football. Even though I hate the Ravens, I love watching the kid play. He's something special. But I will say this. He can never win the big game. And bringing in Des Bryant, I believe, won't help matters at all. Because in the big game, you know, he made, he's made mistakes. Now, 
didn't really make much mistakes in the Pittsburgh game. He, well, he threw a pick first play, but when it comes to the big game, Lamar Jackson can't win it. You want proof? Go watch the 2018 AFC Wild Card game against the Chargers. Go watch the playoff game, the divisional round game last year against Tennessee. Go watch any game he's been in the game that he's played against Kansas City, 2018, 2019, and this past year. More importantly, go watch two weeks ago against Pittsburgh. Yes, they make plays, but he can't. He, yes, he does well in the game, but he can't. He does not. He cannot show up when it matters. If Tom Brady was still playing for the Patriots, I'd give the Patriots a chance here. I think the Patriots will keep it close, but I just think Baltimore is too good. Baltimore wins 28-20. to uh, 20. That's what we'll give it. So, Lamar gets the best of Belichick, Cam, and... Uh, yeah, Belichick, Cam, and... Uh, I don't know. I don't think Edelman's playing. But, yeah. Give me the Baltimore Ravens. Alright, food of the week. Not really a food of the week. But a restaurant, and since we're picking the Los Angeles Chargers game, I figured, why don't we just spotlight a restaurant? Now, if you've never been out on the West Coast before or in Texas before, you've probably you've probably heard of this place but never had it before. I've had it once before. Now, I don't like burgers that much, so I got something else. I'll tell you what I got here in a minute. But, you, if you've been to California, if you've been anywhere on the West Coast before, in Texas before, Western Texas, you've probably had this place before. And I am talking about an American institution, a West Coast institution, and an Outburger. Now, I looked this up one time, and the reason they don't have any in and out Burgers, and the reason they won't expand to the East Coast... They want to keep all their food fresh. So the meat processing plant that they have at um, at In-N-Out Burger is like in Texas or Arizona. I forget where it is. But it's at a place where the California restaurants, can they can ship it to California easily, Nevada, Arizona easily, I believe Utah. And they can get the parts of Texas easy. So, But they can't get it with the same amount of freshness or... To like east to the east coast, so that's why you don't see an In and Out Burgers on the east coast. But the one time I went, I went to the one in Las Vegas, right across from the T-Mobile Arena, where the Vegas Golden Knights play, and there's some college, good college basketball tournaments, some fights there. It's where the UFC, all their big Vegas shows are now at T-Mobile Arena. I love, I love watching a fight at T-Mobile Arena. Never been in the arena, but I love watching it. On TV, it's just a beautiful arena. It's where it's the UFC's flagship arena, as I call it. Haven't been there. They haven't had a fight card there since March, before the pandemic. But if you go to In-N-Out Burger, they're famous for their hamburgers and their French fries, and you can get a. Uh, a cheeseburger, a hamburger, or a double-double, which is their version of a double cheeseburger with, I guess, onions and lettuce and tomato. And Is that a sesame bun? I believe it is. But when I went, 
They also have milkshakes. And when I went with my parents, they got hamburgers because they love burgers. I'm not a big burger guy, although I'd be willing to try an In-N-Out hamburger now because I do like the hamburgers from McDonald's and Sheets. That's about it. I don't like some other places where the meat is too thick. The meat at McDonald's is just right. Um, I got, you could get cheese fries as my meal and a vanilla shake to drink. It was very good. It was a nice American cheese. They also do have a grilled cheese as well on their, uh, they have a secret menu and you can get a grilled cheese. Uh, I believe that's without the patty. You can get an animal style burger. I guess that's like their special sauce. I don't know. You can get a four by four, a quad quad or a triple triple, which is just like double double, but you add the size and you can get a double meat patty. So. In-N-Out Burger, very interesting place. The closest one to where I live, though, however, is probably a long ways away from here. So, um, yeah. In-N-Out Burger. If you live out west, go try it today. Beautiful food. I've only had it once, and I haven't had a hamburger. 25 minutes, this has got to be a record for longest episode ever, but we got a lot, we got a lot covered. So with that being said, this, oh, by the way, wear that mask. Wear it, 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 wear it. If you're making Thanksgiving plans, do it safely, responsibly. Uh, and this indeed is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house.